the gospel that we have just heard is used frequently for, for people who have entered religious life, people who are invited to let go of everything and follow the Lord. But I think this gospel, in addition to being a special type of teaching and guidance for those who wish to follow the Lord, it is applicable and is given to all of us. All of us are invited to follow the Lord. All of us are asked to follow the Lord and let go of things which are blocking our path to God. I remember this young, young man who participated in one of those papal masses, youth masses, and this gospel was read. And he said, you know, I look at my life and all of a sudden I saw that I can't follow the Lord. I can't. I don't want to let go. I have a girlfriend. I have a, you know, I have a nice car, everything else. And he said that he began to feel guilty that he had all these type of attachments, not that they were bad, because no, these are wonderful gifts that God gives us, but that he was not willing to let go. It wasn't the fact that he was asked to let go, but he did sort of like a, a reflection in his own heart. Is he willing, would he be willing to let go? Ultimately, he did let go. And, and, and then what happened to him, as he said, that if it wasn't for that particular day in his life, he would not even have thought about it. Because he says, look, I've been going to mass. I heard this gospel, but it really didn't make sense to me. I just, you just hear it, hear the words, and you just continue on the way to just a daily life. But there's several things here from our readings which are very important to know. The one, the first thing, we go back to the letter, um, to the uh, Book of Wisdom. Book of Wisdom was attributed to Book of Wisdom of Solomon. Solomon. As you know, he was the son of David, and he was, well, he was known to be one of the wisest men on earth. He was the one who was able to accumulate riches. He, he built one of the seven wonders of the world, which is the, the temple in Jerusalem. It was so beautiful that it was counted to be one of the seven wonders of the old world. And he was so dedicated to making sure that he built not only this beautiful temple of God, but he was also known to have written at least a thousand parables, teaching things. He was known to have written songs, hymns, perhaps several hundred, you know, the people exactly do not know, but we know the many of the Psalms were written by him. And so we have someone who was able to do extraordinary things. He was, he was an expert in navigation. He was the one who was sending out people to India and to Spain for various things that he needed. Uh, ivory, ivory, for example, to buy for the, for the temple. So, I mean, he was, in a sense, he was an incredibly wise person, incredibly filled with wisdom. And, and the way he speaks is when he was young, he was a teenager, literally a teenager, and he said, I did not know, I became a king and I did not know what to do. So I prayed for wisdom. I prayed for wisdom, I prayed, and wisdom was given to me. 
wisdom, prudence, understanding, anything which has to do with our grasping the truth. I prayed and prudence was given to me. I pleaded and the spirit of wisdom came to me. Spirit of wisdom, spirit of wisdom, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. One of the gifts is wisdom, knowledge, understanding, prudence. I preferred her to scepter and throne. This is what he asked the Lord when he became a king. He asked, he says, I value this gift that God that you wish to give me more than the throne, more than the power that comes from being a king. And I deem riches nothing in comparison with her, nor did I liken any priceless gem to her because all gold in view of her is a little sand and before her silver is to be accounted mire. Okay, uh, he's his way. If we were to look at the actual prayer that he uttered to God, and he asked for wisdom that he may be able to govern his people, to govern the people of God, that he may govern them in justice and in holiness. He wished that for the people. I think there's the big lesson for us here today coming from the book of wisdom, is that we are to seek God's wisdom. We are to pray for that wisdom of God. We're asked that the, the gifts that we have received through the confirmation, one of those gifts is gift of wisdom and understanding, gift of knowledge of God, which means that we have received these gifts, but perhaps we kind of tucked it into a closet or maybe it's a safe, safety box and then we never tap on it. Maybe it's just there, maybe it's unused. And this is why I think that reading today, especially from the Book of Wisdom, is inviting us to ask again. I remember in my own experience, which I don't, you know, try not to share too many things, perhaps sometimes maybe I should, but I was, I was um, asked to, to, fun to a particular function in my community. And I felt that I wasn't really cut out for that. And I could, I have, I had a number of reasons why I shouldn't uphold this office. So I communicated to my brothers that I don't think I am fit for this office. And they kind of overrode it and overelected, elected me. So I didn't have too much choice, choice to do that. But the fact is, I went and I complained to the Lord. I complained to Him. Okay, I knew that it's going to be problematic for me because I wanted to do certain things. I was holding certain other apostolic type of functions which I wanted to to do and so I, I complained to the Lord and I I said I, I Lord you know this is not not good this is not good and so I began to complain and I heard in my heart words which kind of kind of made me sort of realize something else so as I was complaining I heard the, the, the I didn't hear physically but in my heart he said he said, well, when you're done complaining, ask me and I'll help you. <laughs> and it was very significant, the first phrase, uh, when you're done complaining, you know, uh, then ask me and I'll help you. And, and I started laughing at myself because complaining was useless. Because he already said, I will help you. Okay, this is how God works. When Faustina said and complained to God, 
He says, I'm not able to write. I can't even write. I don't have the education. I don't have theological knowledge. I can't do anything. Why are you asking me to write? Write a diary. And the Lord did acknowledge, says, yes, I know that you are, you have problems. You have even really bad pan, you know, those, those ink pans, which were very, you know, difficult. And the, the sisters didn't buy them the best ones. They probably buy the second class, so because there are not too many who are writing. And so, so she's complaining. And the Lord said, yes, I know that you're limited, yes. But, I, but he said, but no one will believe that you're able to do this without my help. And we know the, 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 the diary today, I mean, extraordinarily, beautifully written, a work of, of, of literature, spiritual writing. It, it's actually probably one of the best spiritual directors you can ever have. It tells you everything, how the Lord deals with us, where we are to go, what we should do, what is more important, going through spiritual trials and, and period of enlightenment and, and union, union with God. Everything is there. Because the Lord said to her, yes, you can spend years in learning and you can come to know these truths by learning, but I can give you in one moment the gift of knowledge. I can give you the gift of knowledge because you ask me because you seek it from me. And so we have, we have not only uh, the witness of, of Solomon, we have a witness of Faustina, but we have witnesses of each one here. If we ask the Lord for help, he will grant us the, the gift of knowledge. I traveled quite a bit before this pandemic, you know, uh, because of my different functions of my work. And what I, would see, what I would see is I would really admire the business people or traveling. Early in the morning, they focus on, on business and they're making phone calls, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. In the afternoon, you see the same coming back, flying back from wherever they were. They're so focused on that. You get onto a plane, what do they grab? Wall Street Journal or Financial Times or things that would help them to grasp what's going on. Looking into, you know, checking the stock market, what's going on. And I just admire them being so focused on this whole thing. But the problem is this, and this is where the gospel comes today. If you're so focused, do you still have time for God? Do you still have time for prayer? Do you still have time for your family? Do you still have time for taking care of things which are, which are would last forever? And so you see, this is that invitation today for us, first of all, to seek God's wisdom because it will be given. Because beyond health and commonness, I loved her. As Solomon says, wisdom of God, the Holy Spirit, which actually is the gift of the Holy Spirit. I loved this wisdom of God, and I chose to have her rather than the light, the Sophia, the word the Sophia, the knowledge, the wisdom, because the splendor of her never yields to sleep, yet all good things together came to me in her company and countless riches at her hands. Because he asked for wisdom, he didn't ask for long life, he didn't ask for, as the scripture says, for death to his enemies, to eliminate all the people who do not follow me. He did not ask for that, but he asked for wisdom he received. Yes, and he was able to attain extraordinary riches and wisdom. And eventually, as you know, he had too many wives, and these wives were dragged him out from not being too faithful to God. So even there in his wisdom, towards the end, he has forgotten you know, that, that maybe he should have brought his wives and taught him, you know, the, the true wisdom of God, 
but he didn't have time because there's too many. And so the Tumani and they, his wives would bring with them idols and, and drag down him in his life because he has taken his eyes off what is the essential and important. So that this is a great lesson, not only that God grants these gifts, the wisdom and all the riches that come from it, but also we have to be careful on the other end when we do attain it so that we don't lose it. And this is again the gospel today of the rich young man, he lost it. Why? Not because he didn't want to be good. As the scripture says, um, you know, teacher, good teacher, the word good teacher meant, he called him almost like, a, like a, you know, the, the title would go, as good teacher, often people spoke of God as good teacher, which means that he really raised, he really honored Jesus, this young man. And, 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 and he says, but he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I mean, he was focused. He was focused on things which are important. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And the way the, the Lord Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know, and, 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 the, and the Lord understood the language that he used because he, he, he used the name, the title of God for him. But then the Lord says, well, what do you do in order to inherit eternal life? You shall not kill, commit adultery, steal, bear false witness, defraud, honor your mother and father, the Ten Commandments. He speaks of those. Uh, because he, the Lord did not say, you have an idol there. Because he already said, what shall I do to enter eternal life, to gain eternal life? And then he says, teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. Who can say these things when, they, when someone is young and he's so focused? And yet, and Jesus says, if you wish to really receive that fullness of life, if you really receive a desire, then go sell what you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come follow me. And of course, at that statement, his face fell and he went away sad for he had many possessions. Is a kind of very quick summary, you know, the image of the face, the sadness. He left sad because he was not able to receive that, that fullness which the Lord promised him because he couldn't do it. You know, the scripture speaks of this uh, sadness as being part of weakness, human weakness. He was just too attached to things. He couldn't figure his life out, how, how he could do so. And then, but the thing that follows is so also very important, is what the Lord teaches us. And he says how hard it is for those who have riches, wealth, to enter the kingdom of God. And of course, disciples were surprised. How is it possible? And they had common sense. What do you mean by this? What do you mean that it's not possible to, to, be, uh, to receive eternal reward? What, is it, what does it take? And of course, you can, you know, the disciples are speaking on our behalf as well, because we, that's what we think. Well, you know, I earn this, I try hard, I give, I, I have these things, a nice home, you know, for my family, everything else that I have. It's not that it's, it's, it's distracting me. It can distract me, but it doesn't have to necessarily distract. And so the Lord is asking us not to allow that which we have to distract us not to allow that which we have so be so to be so preoccupied 
they were not able to see the Lord, to do the right things. Spend, we may be spending too much time. Perhaps today, maybe the Lord would say, uh, would you be willing to let go of your smartphone? <laughs> or would you be willing to let go of some of the news that you're watching or YouTubes? Or would you be willing to let go of the Facebook, which someone this morning calls me and with tears because another person just unhooked them for no reason, unfriendly them how much pain there is Sunday morning. Very painful. Someone that you respected, cared for, and for a while that person kind of went off the friend, you know, Facebook because it was just too much and resumed the Facebook and all of a sudden I'm being unfriendly <laughs> by those that you cared for before. How painful it is. So what is today? What is that which preoccupies so much that we're not able to see? Uh, we have to do an examination of conscience to look at our life and say, okay, Lord, what should I do? Maybe I should cut down on the use of Facebook by 50%, see what happens, or you know, other things. What about trimming down things and replacing it with reading of scripture? This is where the wisdom of God is. This is why today that, that second reading comes to us from the book of Hebrews. Indeed, the word of God is living and effective. It's a source of wisdom, holiness. Word of God being alive. Word of God being the communion, this communication with God, with our hearts and our souls. They'll tell us what to do, what to avoid, where, what, what time should we spend. Because it penetrates even between soul and spirit. It joins in marrow. Is able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. God's word given to us. God's word is true wisdom. That's why spending time in reading scripture is so important for us. Uh, you know, reflecting on, on scripture, that's why it's so important. And it's, it is good that we are, you know, kind of being led again to reading the scripture more, especially the emphasis, you know, even Vatican II, where it gave us not only one year of liturgical readings, but three years worth of readings, so that we may read more not only do we have you know, the first readings for each day of the year, but now we have two sets so that we may deepen ourselves in, in the knowledge of God, in the knowledge of God's word, receive the wisdom which is so necessary for us. That's why this, this gift that God gives us is able to help us discern reflections. God's word is being able to address and open our hearts so deeply that we'll be able to see things and know things and understand things, how to arrange our life. And then, and finally, because whoever is given this gift and is gift for free, it's not, we don't have to pay for it. It's available to us. It, it is something that, that it, it will be very important for us to do so. There's the great books as well. I mentioned the diary. Anyone who has read the diary, anyone who has reflected, and we, we do so each day after, after as, a, as part of our, our communion reflection. And also, you know, those who are members of the association, if you open our own website, we always give you the words from the diary as well. Why? Because it, is, it, is, it flows from the same source, which is Christ himself 
who's our love and mercy. He's the one who's there for us, always be there for us. And this is our future. There is no future without God, no matter how much secular environment tells us. There's no such things as, you know, uh, following, following the, uh, you know, who's privileged and who's not privileged. No one is privileged if they, the person doesn't read the word of God. No one is privileged if they do not open their hearts to God. No one is wise without the wisdom of God because there's no human wisdom. Human wisdom, unless it is congruent with the word of God, is true wisdom. Otherwise, it destroys, as we know. Maybe then today, as we're invited to let go, and just to let go of things which are trapping us and do not allow us to, to receive salvation. And so the Lord says and promising us that whoever really opens his heart, then he will receive the riches. He receive friends and families, and you'll never have to worry about Facebook friends, but true friends. And, 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 and you, you will have those because those who are close to God will become your true friends because those who are close to God will help you along the way because they understand the deepest level of, the, of that which God has formed within us. So they will become our friends, mothers and fathers and, and, and all the other things that we will need for our journey on this earth. So it's not just for us as religious, which we know that these words of Jesus are true. They're true, actually true, we know this. But, but for all of us as human beings, we know that to those who love the Lord, will help one another. And my fi final reflection is Bishop Martin Ozukwa, who is an incredible bishop in northern Nigeria, who's been with us along walking the journey of promoting of Divine Mercy message. He's, he's a coordinate for all of Africa. And he said the following, those who love the Lord, especially those who love Divine Mercy, those who love the Lord's, and understand his great love and mercy for us. He says they become instantaneous friends. It cuts across tribalism, it cuts across nationalities, racism, it just cuts everything. Because those who love the Lord, they know and understand his love for us. And then the need that we have to help one another along the journey to find salvation, to help assistance, to help help. So may the Lord be the one the source of union, so the one whoever helps us overcome, you know, the division between man and woman, Gentile, Jew, rich and poor, anyone, anyone in any way, uh, because is the one, he's the one who unifies us because he's the source of everything we are. And that source is love and mercy itself. That source is harmony, that source is hope, that source is, 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 is fidelity to, to, to the one who has formed us so that we may share in his glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, 
I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.